Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, despite all the doom and gloom about the cost of living situation here in the, um, in the country at the moment and the number of Irish people who've returned to this country, it's actually at its highest level. Despite everything you hear, the number of people coming home is at its highest level since 2007. Now, on the other hand, yes, there is an almost equal number of Irish people emigrating in search of a better life. So what are the push factors for leaving and then the pull factors for returning home. And I've been asking you to get in touch today with your experience. Um, Rebecca is with us. Rebecca, you're Irish, but you're currently living in the States. When did you go? Hi, Andrea. Yeah, I left to go to New York two months ago now. So very recently. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Still relatively fresh off the boat. <laughs> yeah. What made you decide to go, Rebecca? It was an accumulation of several factors, I suppose, the cost of living being a major one. Um, You know, I was working and living in Dublin at the time and my paycheck, you know, was remaining constant. And unfortunately, the cost of living was rising exponentially. And my contract in my job at the time was, was coming to an end and I was struggling to find another position that could substitute the cost of or sorry that could compensate for Mm. the cost of living um and I suppose as well you know I I did I think I had always grown up knowing that at some point I would leave the country you know whether that was for travel or whether that was out of necessity so when I put all of those things together I decided that now probably was the time to uh to make that move okay I imagine though New York surely it must be on par with Dublin I, I would honestly, New York is a more expensive city than Dublin um, between rent and just the general cost of living here. It is. But there are quite a few trade offs that compensate for that. One being that salaries are generally much higher than they would be in Dublin, even for graduates or people at the beginning of their careers. Um, and also as well, there's a social trade off here. Um, so one thing that I and other Irish people that I've met here have noticed is that, you know, for the average office worker in Ireland who finishes work at 5 p.m., there isn't a huge amount to do after work. Um, whereas here in New York, there's several things that you can do after work. You know, they'll have movie showings in the park or free fitness classes in the pier or, you know, markets and everything like that. Just things that you can do after work every day that make your life feel meaningful beyond work, that you're not just working Monday to Friday and living for the weekend. So I think even though it is an expensive city, there's things that compensate for that and that would still keep people here. Are these sort of social activities that are free? Because certainly some of those are things that we have in Ireland. Admittedly, maybe not maybe not for free, but I take your point that maybe beyond the likes of the, the larger cities, maybe the social offering is a lot lower. Yeah, absolutely. No, these these would all be things that are free. There's there's you know plenty of initiatives here, um, that go on at every you know at during every season to to get people out and about. Um, and yeah, again, you know there are some things in the larger cities, but then again, sorry, but then again, when you move outwards towards the more rural counties, you see these things drop off. Mm. And is the graduate salary base, Rebecca? Is it significantly higher in the states? to compensate for the cost of living like I mean I'm I'm trying to get a sense of 
you know, how, how much more, I suppose, are people earning in America by comparison to here then? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I suppose I'm talking about New York figures. So again, they they compensate for the cost of living here. So I'm sure if you were to go to other places in the States, they could be lower. But depending on the industry you're in, I mean, I'm, um, you know, I'm in the creative industry myself. So people here, um, you know, if you're in communications and things like that, you know, people would be looking at starting salaries of probably, 70 to 80,000 dollars a year and then if you're in right. more for lucrative sectors salaries. yeah 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 and then for more lucrative sectors like finance and things like that um I've met people who have salaries of 100 to 120,000 starting out yeah absolutely yeah okay. and never mind if you know if you're in tech that's, you know, yeah. you hit the jackpot okay. there. <laughs> okay. Uh, Patricia's with us as well. Um, Patricia, you're listening to Rebecca there, but I, I believe you've actually recently returned home to the Emerald Isle. I, I have. Hi, Andrea. Hi, Rebecca. Um, yes, but um, I'm, I'm thinking about it a lot more now recently. And in, you know, in retrospect, we, we moved back because we're older, because we're financially secure. Um, and I can understand why young people would move away. Um, but I have to say, I'm absolutely delighted to be back. We lived in France for 15 years um, and our children were essentially raised there. And it is a fantastic country. But I'm really delighted to be back with um, people I get and who get me and where we feel comfortable. Um, and also a part of that, I, you know, it was actually the climate as well. that You missed we found. this? <laughs> yes, I actually started dreaming of rain. Really? Right. <laughs> yes. That'll be the push for me. <laughs> I know, I know. But look at the beautiful day in Clare today. You know, you forget about how bad it was yesterday. Yeah. And have but, your um, kids come home with you, Patricia, too, or are they still in France? They, well, to tell the truth, they actually came home first. Like, my daughter's uh, 24 and my son's 28. Um, and they came home first and they started going to college here. Okay. Um, and then I have my family here as well. So, like, I'm 61 now and we moved back just before COVID. And my husband was like, what? The pubs are all closed. Yeah. But, um, but um I'm I'm coming from a different angle, I think, because yeah, yeah. someone young like Rebecca, you know, and and my kids are suffering, but they they absolutely love Ireland, and they love the people, and they love feeling safe and being able to be themselves, and it's just a whole host of things okay. that they love about it. The, the transition for you personally, um, Patricia, moving back to Ireland after so many years away, uh, beyond the kind of the family dynamic that you have, how have you found just settling back in, um, reigniting those friendships and, and just making friends? Um, I have to say my neighbours are the nicest neighbours and we're just completely welcoming them and I have to say the nearest neighbour is 500 metres away so we're not exactly in each other's faces um, and some of my old friends it was lovely to meet up with them and it was you know I, I know now I can just go and see them at any time but I'm a singer so I could join choirs so okay. I, you know that that was easy for me it is hard yeah. when you're older and your kids aren't young and you don't meet the other parents um, but anyone I've met ha- has been delightful, I have to say. Uh, Denise is on the line as well, um, Rebecca and Patricia. Um, what's your situation, Denise? Yeah, um, hi, how are things? Good. Yeah, similar to Rebecca, I'm the same. I'm 
I'm heading away shortly. I'm uh, moving to Sydney, um, Sydney next week. So yeah, it's really, really exciting. It doesn't really feel real that I'm actually doing it yet because for me, I'm 28 now and I actually, I never saw myself as someone that was going to move away. Um, I think that living and especially renting in Dublin over the past five years, it's become more attractive to me to actually set sail and, you know, experience a different culture, mm. experience a different way of life and, you know, experience cheaper rent and make more money and do all those kind of um, exciting things. So I think, yeah, it was about beginning of this year when I started to kind of figure out what my next step was. And it was just like, OK, let's move away. Are you going sort of mainly adventure based? Is it then more so than you don't feel there's options or such for you here? Career wise, I absolutely love what I'm doing in Dublin. Adore it. Um, cost of living wise, I'm finding it quite challenging. You know, like I live with a, a few of my friends and the thoughts of even moving out on my own, I'm like, I wouldn't be able to afford it. There's there's kind of no hope, you know, in that sense. So uh, moving away as well as the adventure, it's kind of just like, I think this is a good break to kind of figure out like what other places are like and things like that. Mm. So, yeah, I think it's all just kind of coming at the right time for me. But you're not going with a view to never returning. It's just a bit of a stopgap. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it, it's definitely a, a bit of a stop and also just to kind of break from the, the, the cost in yeah. Dublin because it's just, it's, it's like I said, it's so crippling. So, yeah, it's, it's a nice break and just to experience a different culture and maybe, you know, even save a bit of money because I just find that yeah. so hard to do here, you know. I think you're dead right. It's one of my big regrets was that I, I never went or left or went away for a year or two or worked abroad. Like it's looking back, I, I really, really wish I did it. I think you're you're dead right to, to go and do it. I mean, are you kind of the same, Rebecca? Do you envisage that you're just there for a couple of years or are you stateside permanently? No, I don't think so. You know, I think um, I think I'd like to explore other places as well. You know, countries like Canada and Australia have always appealed to me. And I think my outlook is that at least if I go to these places and then I have that desire to return home like Patricia did, at least I know when I'm returning home that, you know, it's because I really want to be there. It's not that, um, you know, I won't have this what if mentality of, mm. you know, what if I had have gone and things like that? Yeah. You're back for good then, Patricia, I take it. My my poor husband misses the cafes and, you know, the he's a bit of a lizard, so he prefers a bit more sunshine. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I dragged him back with me, but he, he's enjoying it as well. So that's something. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the weather hasn't been too bad just yet, but maybe you could ho- holiday, spend your summer here and... Your winter, uh, maybe elsewhere in France. Then, when you have when you have the options to do so, Denise, is there much in terms of kind of you know the organisation to go, or is that all complete now at this stage? The organisation is all complete at this stage. Uh, applying for a visa for Australia at the moment is quite simple. I mean, it's a one year working holiday visa. Most people go over on if you're under the age of thirty five. And at the moment, Australia is absolutely crying out for workers. So. The, the process of returning and getting the application granted is like lightning speed. I think I applied for my application and I refreshed the page and I think I got it. So, you know, it's, it's, it, it, that makes it even more attractive yeah. to go over there. Um, and yeah, aside from that, kind of everything else is done, bar the packing, um, it's heading into summer over there now at the moment. So, you know, it's a case of what do I need to bring? Winter clothes, obviously, for when it's summer here and then summer clothes for like the meantime. So, yeah. 
yes, it's hard to get your head in that point. Yeah, well, listen, in, enjoy it. Um, have a ball and, and mind yourself as well, um, as well too, obviously, when you're out there. I have an email in from a listener too. My friends and I all went to Sydney 10 years ago when the rents were cheap here and eye-watering over there. We just went for adventure. We came home again. Young people leaving for adventure. Some will stay, but most will return, says this uh, this listener today. Lunchtime live at Newstalk.com. That's the email address if you want to get in touch with us. Denise, best of luck. Rebecca, enjoy the States. And uh, Patricia, you're welcome home. Thanks a million for joining us here on the programme. We are going to be talking to Barry Kenny. He's in to answer your train travel questions next. Lunchtime live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.